to me. Live from St. Paul in Iowa and somewhere in the goddamn other suburbs. We are the Dave you know this is. You want me to be that type of dude and I want to be who you like me to but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Dave Zeno podcast, uh, a Sans MJ edition of the podcast. Uh, in we miss you, MJ. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. Don't let's like. Oh come on, Zeller. Um, Look, you just have to have me back on again so I can talk to MJ. I'm sad that I'm missing him. <laughs> in, in lieu of MJ, we have we have another Dave. We have uh, we have David Naylor, uh, uh, formerly host of the Minnesota Soccer Podcast, uh, occasional contributor to ZoneCoverage.com. He's currently on dad leaving for leave. Uh, he's currently on dad leave from writing. Um, he's a, a recent dad. Uh, so me and him will have a lot of dad stuff to talk about, obviously. Uh, David Naylor, thank you for joining and us. Just, I'll just talk about my daddy issues. It, it just, it's a perfect blend. Basically, it's the perfect recipe for the pot. I'm good. Zeller was, I think you were one of the last people I saw in the Twin Cities, but the last trip we made up there before I had my kids. So right. that was... Yeah, we, we we talked about dad things at that time, and have many more dad things to talk about now. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure you have lots of lots of questions, and uh, I'm sure I have uh, lots of answers that are probably. Hey, look, we wrong. He, he, my my son turns a month old tomorrow. We have survived thus far. My wife and I haven't killed each other yet. We're in a good place. <laughs> That's good. That's good, man. My my, my daughter turns uh, a month old in like five days. So. Um, <laughs> It's uh, uh, so we have children very close to one another. And yes. <laughs> uh, um, I also have another one. So that I, I have, I have a little bit of experience. So, and we also have Jess, uh, Jess, how are you doing? <laughs> Great segue. Fantastic. Segue. I mean, I'm known, I'm known for my, my segues. Jess is fantastic and happy to be here as always. I feel a little um, outnumbered with the number of Daves in the room, but I'm going to hold my own. Fair enough. That's you always do. So very excited for that. So, um, uh, Naylor, how, so how, so how is the first month of fatherhood going for you, bud? It like, honestly, not that bad. The, the main comment that I have learned about things I thought I would hate changing diapers. Isn't that bad. Um, yeah. Bottle feeding sucks. I hate bottle feeding. It is my least favorite thing that we do on a regular basis. Breast is best. I we we do that we do that but we do one bottle a day of sure. breast milk and that's my job and I hate it. <laughs> but you don't have a breath. But he's gotten better at eating from the bottle, which has been good. So hooray for my son. He's he's a good lad. It does. Uh, it do, it does. Man, that 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 does suck when you're trying when you are trying to to feed the kid and when you see the kid just like latch on to mom and you're and just they go to town and you're like and you're trying to feed them and they're just like yeah i don't this is not the thing man i don't i don't fucking this is not what i do and it, it, it's like it's it's, 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 like, it's i'm not eating anything it's just on my chin and yeah, my neck it, and i'm just gross all the time it hurts. I, don't, I don't like it it straight up hurts you it, it straight up hurts you in your heart i i well I, it, and I he like gets feeling. up here and like grabs it out of his mouth like no you don't even know you have hands yet kid how do you know <laughs> yeah so 
other than that, everything's going he, good. Other, other than that, it's good. He sleeps really well. Like he's good. mostly been sleeping at night lately, which has been awesome. Um, and we've awesome. like the sleep schedules are starting to be in a real place. I've been back at work for a week and a half and it hasn't been that bad. Um, so like we've, we've made it through and he like, we've learned that he does really well in the car. So that's, that's the cheat trick is you're going to go to the gas station with dad and then you're going to be chilled out. <laughs> and we're going to be good. <laughs> that was one thing actually I didn't really want to know about my kid that he could just do the car really well, because I would just, I would think I would use that as like a, a crutch. I'm just like, I don't. So I, I used I just I used to walk him around in my in the stroller. I was like, oh yeah, we're gonna go to the fucking black heart, bud. And you're gonna you're gonna we're gonna go in the stroller. We're going to the black heart. I, I, rem- I remember and... I remember meeting Ragnar at the black heart in his stroller um, a time a time or two ago when yeah. I still lived. There. No better setting. Why did I miss out on that? <laughs> we we uh, we brought Clara uh, out for so we brought her like two weekends ago to meet some family outdoors and then for the first time ever we brought her to the blackheart uh on saturday to watch the champions league final because man city was playing oh, and yeah. anna's anna's a man city fan so that was her first ever trip to the blackheart so yeah so, so the, we I, <laughs> our blackheart story is we were in the cities two weekends ago to um i a Minnesota United, if you follow the team, you may be familiar with the work of Jacob Schneider, who's an excellent dude, great writer about the team, etc. He had a college graduation party and made the mistake of inviting me like I wouldn't try to come, even though I'd had a kid three weeks before it. Um, and my wife and I talked about it, he like, you know, why not? We can do a day trip to Minnesota. <laughs> so we went up and did that, and he did nice. fine in the car for a nine-hour, ten-hour round trip, which is very impressive for a three-week-old baby. Um, but we didn't have time unfortunately to stop by the black heart or by Allianz. I wanted to get a picture of him by the big United statues, but bring all the babies to the black heart. <laughs> so I can get my face. family friendly bar atmosphere. I mean, really- I'll come outside. I'll have a smoke in one hand. I'll hold your infant in the other. It'll great be- endorsement. There's, there's <laughs> actually, there's actually a really great picture of me with Ragnar and then two beers in my hands. I was holding, <laughs> holding Ragnar and had two beers in my hands uh i think it was the well, only second hand you know the home opener hands if if anna's drinking it well well i know i think <laughs> i was drinking both of them i think it was a home opener of uh yeah was it 2019 um yeah there's a nope. picture of me holding him like i have him in like my hands and i have like a beer in one hand and the beer in the other hand just like that's awesome to, uh, that's how memories are made you have a baby yeah. book I do. I, it's, that I think that, big... that picture is like is pretty much in the baby book. I think so. Oh, uh, Excellent. All right. So yeah. So we have we have uh, David Naylor here. Uh, thank you, David, for showing up. We have Jess. Uh, we have the Patreon. If uh, just gonna promote the Patreon one uh, one more time again. Uh, Patreon.com. The Dave's I know. Uh, listen, I have the beer, the red card uh, ale in my house. It's in my basement. It's sitting. Right now, um, I'm setting up. I'm going to set up some um, booby traps so no one breaks into your home to get at that. Maybe booby traps, but probably uh, a setup time to people for to pick up pick up the beer at the black <laughs> Um okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna, look, I'm gonna look at the the Euro schedule and then up uh, just pick a time where I can just sit at the bar for like six hours and people can come get beer for me oh yeah rough. Uh, you, you sit at a bar for six hours never uh i mean i don't know you know i could i, I i'm not i don't really want to but you know if i have to 
for the team. I, I will you do have that. Just to acknowledge on the on the podcast, I know what you did for your birthday, and it was sit on your ass and drink for an extended period of time. And I respected the hell out of it, to be honest. Listen, man, <laughs> I also I also watched like uh, all three Star Wars movies, uh, the only three Star Wars movies that I that count in my book. So, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, red card is ready. Uh, it took a while. Um, Christian uh, apologized for. Having to, it, it took it took a while. It was it's a it's a big ass beer. It's a very 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 big beer. I think everybody's gonna really enjoy it when they when they get a, a shot at it. Um, and so it's it'll be going big uh, in uh, your mouth, beer. big in your mouth and big in your stomach. Let's put it that way. Oh it's, okay it's okay, okay. Beer. got it big got beer. It. Um, so that'll be ready soon. Um, I'll be getting an email out about pickup options very very soon. Uh, and then if you can't do a pickup option, that's fine. We'll figure out delivery. I'll figure out a way I can drop it off to you. That's or, what courier is. Or if you are, if you are and not. And learn where you live. Yeah. Or if you're not in the, in the, in the state, there's several uh, Patreons who are not in the state. We can set beer aside for you to uh, pick up when you are next in Minnesota. Um, so, yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's actually jump into, uh, we spent 10 minutes, 20 minutes talking. Some real about shit. Stuff. Let's talk about uh, what actually just happened with a uh, Minnesota United match. Uh, RSL one Minnesota United FC one. It was a draw. We took a point from RSL uh, out in Rio Tinto. Um, you know, I, 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 I put- accidentally in my library travels, I've accidentally passed by the real Salt Lake stadium and I had to like do a double check because or double take, if you will, uh, because there was like razor wire on the gate. It was a back gate. I didn't even know where I was. I was just trying to find my way back to the airport and get my rental back on time. That stadium is nothing compared to Allianz. Just FYI. Continue. It, the, okay. I think Rio Tinto's thing is it's not necessarily anything about the stadium itself. Like the stadium itself is fine. But it's the views from the stadium that I love St. Paul. I would rather look at the mountains while I'm sitting at a soccer game if I'm not looking at the field. Personally, that's just me. Look at the plays. I find the mountains very distracting. In fact, I felt a little claustrophobic trying to drive the highways there. Could have been the Mormons. I don't know. (laughs) Um, they also, yeah, they also have really weird, uh, talk about, uh, uh, three, two laws. They have really weird three, two laws over there. So, um, all right. So before the match, we found out that, uh, Frank Payne, uh, uh, Fragapane, uh, did not have his paperwork in order, um, uh, or the Argentinian Federation did not have his paperwork in order, uh, and, or our sporting director did not know what the fuck was going on because he declared that Frank Payne would be available to watch mm. the match or to play in the match. Uh, on Saturday, back on the previous Thursday, it was so, it was not a good news. It was not it was not a good look. From, I did not for, for appreciate. It. it was like uh, they put up the four people on the injury list, and then they put Frank up there with paperwork under his name. It just looked like so. A- like okay, I I'm gonna have to do the thing where that I do here, where I kind of sort of defend the club a little bit 
Look, Zeller knows that my attitudes toward Adrian Heath did not used to align as much with his as they do at, at this point in time. We, <laughs> we have long disagreed about some things here. But so that said, yeah. I, I may be talking out of my ass here, distinctly possible, but I feel like I read somewhere on Twitter around the weekend that Frangapan was not the only Argentinian player that got held out of a game with paperwork problems like that weekend. Um, so I, I might be passing the buck on to the Argentinian FA if it was me, but. Yeah, but, but, but who, who else, whom else? Like uh, name some fucking uh, the United States government. No, no. Who was the player that was I don't also remember. held up? That's why I said I might be talking out of my ass. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like yeah, yeah, so that's fair. I, Listen, I openly man, this, said I don't remember who it was or what happened, but talking out of your ass is like the staple of this fucking podcast, Naylor. Uh, if you you need to figure do. that out real fast, <laughs> and you just need to like just name name some fucking names. So, and just saying the U.S. Yeah. government is not. I'm gonna, Mario. Do same, I'm gonna do the same thing I did while recording my previous podcast, where I talk less out of my ass and just scroll Andy Greeter's Twitter feed while I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, it, it it seems it seems weird um, because I was I was I was looking back at some stuff before um, as I was actually putting together the notes for this podcast because we actually have notes for this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, in spite of uh, all of your your criticism, I actually put together and notes for the podcast. Uh, uh, on Thursday, the twenty seventh, uh, Adrian he said that both Frank Payne and who knew. Uh, Unu would be available for the game on Saturday. Uh, I will remind you, um, Dave's I know listener, that Adrian Heath is also the sporting director of this team. So he's also the one who's in charge of making sure people, you know, have things like their fucking paperwork put together. So he said that on Thursday, the 27th. And then uh, on Saturday, we found out Saturday, like in the early afternoon that, uh, Frank Payne could not be available for the match. It also did not help that Alonzo was out. Ethan Finley was out and Reynoso who uh, had been worked into the ground uh, the previous week uh, playing what? Almost 120 or yeah, almost 180 Way minutes. Way too long. He looked in two really games. Cool. I was screaming at the um, top of my lungs. So he was also out. Uh, so Minnesota played a four through three uh, with who knew uh, up top um, uh, Dotson and Lude on the left and right of him. And I mean, there was, there was not a ton of things that happened in this game. Like, honestly, like this game was a really weird uneventful game uh, in the 13th minute. Uh, RSL got their first goal. they got their only goal. Uh, Krylak scored off of a Herrera, uh, uh, pass off of a uh, set piece um, and just completely pants Chase Gasper, who continues to be playing on the, this team. The most reason. pathetic, the most pathetic ask for an offside call I've ever seen. Chase Gasper's reaction to that goal going in because it was the I know I just got my ass beat. Please help, maybe yeah. help. Right. <laughs> Kicking the football, Lucy's holding it. He's kicking the football. She's pulled it away. That's his face. Right. So, I, I mean, you you guys have anything else to say about? I mean, 
I, I all I'll say is like I, I have no idea what the fuck Kate, Chase Gasper was doing on that goal. Like that goal was um, on totally on him. Yeah, in, in well, the, and like Kendra, Kendra said on the broadcast, it's not like a near post run is some like deep technical thing that happened. Yeah, they reset the angle of the free kick. Sure, that was a the thing they did. Cool. Run to the near post is a strategy. Hit the ball at the near post is a strategy. It's not a surprise. Like, how are you not covering a near post run? How is no one like Chaser? If Chase is man marking and screwed it up, fine. But like, how is no one marking the near post? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I just I, I I pulled the um the actual like notes for the podcast from the specific from the minute uh the MLS soccer.com uh the realtors website uh summary and there are one two three four five things there's the goal from rsl then there's the subs in the 65th minute from minnesota united uh avila comes on for uno um nico hansen comes on for jacory hayes 71st so these are those are both the 65th minute 71st minute rsl sub comes on Jason, justin miram for uh, julio and then in the 78th minute um nico hansen scores a goal um there were no yellow cards in this match which is weird for uh uh mafuro who's who is referee he loves to give yellow cards he loves to give red cards and he just like kept his cards in his pocket so um before we get to the Minnesota goal, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about um, from the after that first Minnesota United goal uh, before the second or before or after the first RSL goal before the first Minnesota United goal? So uh, the the big thing United had a decent chance right around the half hour mark. I think it was a 27, 28 minute mark. Uh, Uno had a decent shot at like getting a go. I think he got blocked with like at, at the six yard box and a great ball in from Romain. And then the ball pinged around the box and there were a couple of block shots. I think the sequence ends with Hassani hitting one over the top, but there, I mostly know I watched Twitter while this game was live because I was working on stuff at my house. So I didn't have the game on. Um, so I knew people were complaining about, Oh, how do, how are they up in possession? How is anything going? I honestly expected this to be a worse watch than it was for United. Sure, they only had the one shot on target that was barely a real shot, but there were better creative ideas than I thought there would be, particularly start like around 25, 30 minutes into the match. I There was more there than I thought it was. On the less serious analysis side, I really enjoyed on uh, RSL free kick attempt that wasn't the one with the goal when Jacory Hayes tried to jump with Demir Krylock and then fell on the ground because Demir Krylock has about eight inches on him mm-hmm. and then looked sad about it. Yeah. <laughs> Jess? I was just looking up some quotes post-game from our favorite guy <laughs> who I just learned today has a... Um, Fondly goes by Inchi, which is apparently, supposedly, due to his diminutive stature. I know it's uh, a, it's his it, tiny dick. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, that's where I was going with that. Uh, I'll just, I'll I just mean, say it. 
I, I mean, I had never really thought about it before for good reason, but when- Now you can't get it out of your head. That's the problem yeah, with thinking about it. You ruined it. And, and it's just flaccid. It's awful. <laughs> um, anyway, so on Franco Fragapane and his paperwork issues, he said, this has to do with the Federation. We waited for something to be sent back to us. That's all. It seems so trivial. We dealt with the French authority and it was done in an hour, the day we put it in. So obviously, I think the fact that they're in such a bad way with the, with the pandemic, there's nobody in the main office, people working from home, it's probably getting a little bit lost in translation. Maybe it's miscommunication, whatever. Hopefully, well, I don't say hopefully. It will be done next time for sure. Do we want to take bets on that? He's got three weeks. I give him the benefit of the doubt on it. Like, yeah, I mean, it's 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 your fucking it's one of your fucking jobs to make sure that your players that you say can play can play. So it seems so trivial. It wasn't trivial. Yeah. You know They're it like, wasn't trivial. Don't commit to them being able to play without knowing for sure that they're going to be able to play. Right. And that's that's actually Banker. the kind of, and that's kind of the point actually because I think a lot of us um so we all knew that um Unu would we we all thought he probably would play in this game. But I think we all assumed he would play like 30 minutes, right? Because mm-hmm. that dude has not played a full match um, since before January of this year. And he has not played more than 60 minutes since I think like later in January. Um, Fragapon has played 90 minutes. Uh, he played 90 minutes basically about 10 days ago um, before he came to minnesota united so we're like oh that was yeah. the whole thing with his transfer right is he kept randomly playing in games he, for 90 was, minutes not over randomly and over and he, over again. he was starting and he was playing 90 fucking minutes in every game that Tolaris was playing um so it's like oh yeah that guy that guy is ready to play that guy can go 90 minutes to tomorrow if we, if we need to whether he's comfortable with uh the rest of his teammates that's the question um uno was like okay well that guy could probably go 30 minutes um, cause he really hasn't played a, a whole lot. Um, especially if he doesn't have comfort, you know, comfortability with the rest of his teammates. And then we had, uh, um, you know, Finlay, Reynoso and, 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 uh, Alonzo out. So it's like, well, you had your, your, the actual guys who actually can help him contribute were out. And I don't know. So it was a, it was a, it was a, just a fucked up situation to find ourselves in, um, before the, the match kicked off. And then of course, uh, Krylak kicked us and then in the Gasper. Deck. Yeah, and then well, Chase Gasper kicked us in the dick. Uh, what's talk about? So, I also I think it's fun that <laughs> there's only three subs in this game. That in Minnesota made two of the three subs. I think that was fucking hilarious. Uh, it, may, it makes it harder to complain about Heath not making subs when um, when Freddie Mars made even less. Yeah, <laughs> Mars is like, no, I'm gonna one up you here. Yeah, I guess that's that's a thing. Uh, uh, in the 78th minute, uh, we get Minnesota gets their goal from Nico Hansen. Uh, it's the only shot on goal, and I'm using air quotes there because it was not really a shot. Um, why Zach McNabb? It looked like, like rolled in. Oh, watching like an after- in slow oh, yeah. motion was my favorite so, thing. So, it looks so funny in slow motion. <laughs> McMath tried to punch it out. I don't know why he didn't try to catch it. Like, if he was just trying to catch it, he probably would have been fine. It definitely would not have, like, 
bounced off of him and straight to Nico Hansen. If he had even have tried to catch it, he may have like, I mean, maybe Nico Hansen might've got it, but it would have been a much harder thing for him to get. So, um, and like the argument is that that's why you like run at the goalkeeper, even when they're supposed to catch it is sometimes right. they fuck up. Like sometimes right. they fuck stuff up and maybe Nico being up in his face is like, Oh God, I have to do something here and just punch it into his ribs, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Minnesota, yeah, so Minnesota, uh, I mean, I guess I would, I would like to say smash and grabs a point on the road, but, uh, however, please note that Tyler Miller saved five minutes before Nico's goal. That's true. Big, really good Tyler Miller save that kept it one. Yeah, I did note that if Tyler Miller had regrown his mustache, we would have won. All right, Jess, I'm going to, I'm going to. Save that point for a sec for a, for a hot second here. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick to you Hold here me. in a sec. I uh I I literally tweeted out uh right after Miller made that save that he had saved Heath's job, and I said fuck Tyler Miller because <laughs> he had saved Heath's job, and I think I was probably right. So um let's jump let's jump then now to our Freddie Adus uh for the game, uh Minnesota Freddie Adus. Um, I'll go first. I had Debassi as my good Freddie do. Man, that guy is really fucking good at soccer and is really makes up for like he's so much better than Brent Coleman. Um, really helps Chase Gasper, even though Chase Gasper is my shitty Freddie Adu. Spoiler alert. Um, but <laughs> allows him to not, not no. be as shitty. So, um, Naylor, who are your uh Freddie do's from Minnesota? So the, on the good side, I said Romain was my good Freddie Adu because I liked a lot of what he did going forward. Um, yeah. I thought he did did pretty much the usual Romain bag of tricks, send in good crosses, put pressure on the ball, make good runs. A little less convincing defensively, but that's pretty much Romain Mettner. <laughs> right. Um, and then on the bad side, you said Chase Gasper, so I figured I would go a different direction and not bag on Chase even more. <laughs> uh, I really hated Ja'Cory Hayes' game in this game. He, I was, was not good. really he, the, the number of uh, just Chase had some bad passes and bad like decision making stuff, but it was Ja'Cory passed the ball to RSL players a lot. And he did the Darwin Quintero thing that I hate where he runs into three people with the ball and is like, I'm going to beat all of you oh no i fell over and lost the ball and now rsl are breaking and i'm on the ground oh how sad for me and my team um <laughs> i i just like i hated i hated his game I, I didn't think he had like one contribution that i thought was worthwhile and so many attacking moves just died as soon as they got to him i was really disappointed because i know he's been better than that i know he's not a usual starter but did not like what i saw from him no oh, that's fair uh jess Well, I mean, I think it's pretty clear how I feel about Chase, so it's hard not to pick him, but it just just watching him now. Do 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 and I do like the pony, the Linus dance. <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know. I guess I think Naylor has a point because I wasn't aware or I don't remember anything remarkable coming from Hayes either. 
And I know I'm usually happy to see Hayes because he's usually subbing in and he's fresh legs and he can do good things for the game. But um, I didn't have any original thoughts on this this week. That's fair. Piggybacking. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk about our, our Freddie news from RSL. Um, David uh, Naylor, let's start with you. Uh, who do you have your RSL uh, Freddie news? I, I like Demir Krylock's game, but I pretty much always like Demir Krylock's game, so it's kind of cheating. Like, he did smart stuff. The run on the goal was very smart and well taken, even if he probably should have been covered better. And he, right place, right time in a lot of the passes. The argument of um, there, there was a moment like 10 minutes in the second half where he almost caught Boxy on the break and there was a question as to whether or not Boxy should have gotten a card of one color or another um and that I was I think United were a little fortunate to get away with that but he was lively and in the right places at the right times and like that and then how do you not say Zach McMath on the other side like I thought about it I tried I watched this game to prep for this podcast and I couldn't pick anybody else after seeing the goal it's just it was so bad yeah um jess do you have uh who do you i don't even know who any of them are (laughs) okay uh i I was gonna say um nor do i care yeah that's totally fair um you shouldn't care honestly um don't I was gonna say Herrera that that the pass that he uh that he put in for Krylock was was great he actually had a pretty good game generally I just I really hate giving uh Krylock any uh credit because the guy's a fucking asshole can't and, help it he's really good yeah <laughs> but he's a douchebag yeah and uh and in and, and uh yeah David you're right uh McMath was that that just the fact that he didn't put, I like, really catch, tried to catch find somebody ball. else to bag on and I couldn't <clears throat> I originally had Rusnak in here because Rusnak did basically nothing the entire game, but I was just like, you can't make him the sh- the shitty Freddy Adu when uh, a guy literally could have just caught a ball and and saved a goal and tried to punch it and punch it right into uh, Minnesota United's player, and then they scored the equalizer. So, so you're right, Zach Math is the uh, shitty Freddy Adu for the game for RSL. So, all right, uh, and we're going back to our final. Our I mean. <laughs> A segment that we have that uh, we hope that we can get rid of, but Jess was right. Jess, <laughs> how are you right this week? So last week I said, and I, I, I actually momentarily forgot that this was my prediction until I was reminded by one of our loyal fans and followers. Uh, so I said, if Miller was mustached, against RSL, we would win. If he was not mustached, we would draw. And he was not mustached and we drew. So there you have it. I, I'm i like an idiot savant. Jess was right. Jess was right. Jess, Jess, was, right. Right. Jess was right. Jess was right. It's like a weed board <laughs> up in here. All right. Well, we look forward to your uh, your octopus type prognostications uh, going forward. Um, so, <laughs> all right. Let's, let's. That's a good callback. I forgot about the octopus. <laughs> all that's right. Let's talk about some other other very quick United. Uh, Nabi Kibaguchi was loaned to Sacramento Republic FC a few days ago. Um, uh, I don't think we mentioned it in the last podcast, but uh, Zendejas, the other goalkeeper 
was loaned to. Oh, where is it? I was just looking at. Uh, um, fuck nowhere, apparently. I'll find it. Talk about. No, that. he was loaned somewhere. Uh, and then we got news today that Foster Langsdorf was loaned to the uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies, which we love the Tampa Bay Rowdies. And Kella Montgomery was loaned. No, we to... don't. Speak for yourself. I do not. Oh, we love the Rowdies. And they're Ke- in the NASL was yeah. obnoxious. Get yeah. to them. Get to them. I had some. There was we... one player. I can't. I, I just. I'm never over it. And I don't like their colors. And I didn't like. Mikey or whoever his name was. I, I have some good friends down there, so I, I like the Tempe Rowdies. Zendejas oh. is in El Paso. El Paso. El Paso. I knew it was similar down in Texas. And then uh, Callum Montgomery was loaned to the San Diego Loyal today as well. So who Shout out playing? to the San Diego, Minnesota United Loyal. Right. Uh, playing our, with our very good friends, Miguel Ibarra and Colin Martin. Um, I so miss you, Miguel more than anyone. You I got get, yelled at on lots of episodes of podcasts for standing Miguel, and I'm still <laughs> mad about it. You can get lots of, uh, I'm, I'm sure uh, San Diego Loyal would love to buy, for anybody in Minnesota to buy San Diego Loyal uh, merch uh, for, you know, or Miguel Abar and stuff. So. Miss Miguel. No, I'll yeah. buy Colin merch. I'll absolutely buy Colin. Colin Martin. Colin, Colin Martin, too. Yeah, Colin Martin would be good, too. So, uh, Always at my party, Barra. Yeah. A couple other things going on. Uh, Minnesota United is going back to full stadium. Uh, starting the June 23rd match against Austin, which is a Wednesday in three weeks from today. Uh, three weeks from yesterday when you're listening to this podcast, probably. Um, if you want to <laughs> opt out, uh, you don't want to go back to the stadium. Um, you have to opt out by Friday, June 4th. So in two days. Uh, well, why would you want to? The best thing uh, ever. I mean, there are some reasons that you, you could argue. Trust, but... trust people. Um, to each their own. I'm super excited about it because I want my real seats back. It's been <laughs> so long since my butt's been in them. Yeah. No, it's it's. I understand, and and I'm. I mean, I've obviously I've been to all the games so far, and, and my wife is planning on coming back for all the games. Maybe minus the first one because it's a Wednesday night game, and you know. She's an old lady, but uh, uh, but yeah, I, I I can understand why people would definitely maybe want to wait for another year to make sure people are more vaccinated and stuff. So I think soccer soccer people are probably on the higher end of the um likely to be vaccinated curve, but I have no proof of that other That's than anecdotal like, anecdotal like evidence, uh, so. controversy brewing. Yeah. Uh, a couple other United news things. Uh, Minnesota United uh, put out their Pride warm-up shirts. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Which are pretty cool looking. However, um, maybe this is where you were going, David. They have not uh, announced that they're giving any of the money that they're spe- that they're raising for their shirts to anybody. So is that where you were heading? or Based on the look on Jeff. Jess's face. I think I may not be the only one that was heading there. <laughs> Amen. Just, just guessing here, but I, I think pretty much as soon as they came out, the question was asked, like, where so? is this going to? Like, what is this supporting? 
And I don't think any official channels from the club have said anything to this point in time, which is, as has unfortunately been the case, sometimes disappointing from the club side of things. Like, oh, the ocean, recycled blue jerseys. Oh, pride jerseys. I just, it really bothers me when organizations make uh, it's almost like gouging, right? Like they're they're taking this opportunity to find another revenue opportunity. And, you know, like I am, honestly, I'll, okay, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I'm feeling extra honest. But like, if the pride design had been super attractive to me, I might've been tempted, but, 2021 pride design is not at all tempting to me but uh, furthermore even if it was it just seems so transparent like are we dumb do like do you think that the fans don't notice that this is doing nothing for the lgbtq community You know, it just makes me look like an ally. I look like an ally when, in fact, they're actually not doing anything but taking advantage of the revenue opportunity. It just really pisses me off. Like, put your money where your mouth is. Be an ally or don't. But don't fucking be a poser. Uh yeah. The team has been. Um, they've, they've had a great history with this sort of stuff. Um, yeah. especially related to Black Lives Matter as well. I mean, I know they they put out the uh the the new uh bomber jackets and and training warm up stuff that they've done with uh was it uh what I'm not blanking on the name it's an H H and N H H and N name um that was Justin Justin Sutherland's uh brother's company but I'm blanking on it now, but like it's yeah, they in in the past, the team has already announced who is going to be the beneficiary of the, the, the profits of uh, these shirts, any of the gear that they're doing and stuff like that. The profits. Well, it's profits. Like Like, they, 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 they don't make, they don't, they don't say, Hey, we're going to eat the cost and we're just going to give you all the money where they're, they, they say the profits, um, they've done that before in the past right. and they, they have not, the and they have, and they have not done that this year. So, uh, which is, uh, a little upsetting, honestly. Uh, so. Naylor pisses me off and I am not, I mean, I'm just going to go get my Metanair Jersey in the store with my season ticket holder. What do they call what are, black and blue cash? and leave my pride celebration from a socks and you know weekends in june can can i can i make a separate not as angry about uniforms and money point about uniforms um the 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 recycled jerseys look like fucking trash and i hate them not because not because they actually look bad but when I turn this game on and I think I'm trying to watch Cincinnati play, I don't want to watch it anymore because 
the orange makes it, them look like Cincy jerseys, mm-hmm. and that's why they played bad. The end. That's my case. That's- <laughs> uh, that is a hundred percent fair. And it's I put- the orange. Like yeah. the blue looks fine. Don't use the orange highlights. It makes you look like the worst team in the league. <laughs> just yeah, just do white highlights or something, right? It's not that hard. Or pink. Or pink. It looks sick. I love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love neon pink. I love it. Uh, all right. And, and the last very, very little bit of United news, uh, St. Paul orders uh, the demolition of the Midway site. <clears throat> so this is a whole, I, a whole thing that uh, basically Birdoff uh, and Dr. McGuire who own the Midway site together um basically could like condemned the buildings that are the the businesses that were in the buildings uh that were affected by the george floyd riots and it was really shitty and it's still really shitty and uh, apparently the city of st paul said hey um either knock that shit down or or do something else and uh so they need to knock that stuff down. Um, apparently, they just allow they allow things to fester uh, far too much, and it's it's a, just another like Dr. Bill McGuire like shooting himself in the dick for some reason. He doesn't have to. He could just not do that, but he continues to just punch himself in the dick uh, when it comes. And look, to, like if that's your kink, go off. I'm not judging, but I mean, stop y- yeah, no, in the dick. right? I, I again, yeah. I'm not here to yuck anyone's yum. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, all right. Then let's let's talk some. We have some very quick MLS news, and then we'll uh, we'll take a break. Uh, MLS is launching a new third division league in 2022. Uh, this is per a Jeff Reuter uh, Athletic article that came out uh, yesterday, I believe. Uh, it's the so this third division league is is um, and I think Naylor, you might have some thoughts on this. It's slightly different than what we thought in terms of the original thought was that it was going to be uh, that MLS was going to be having a youth league. That was like U 22. Basically, this is not that this is definitely a more than you could have players who are, you know, above U 22 don't necessarily have to be like in the home market. They could be in other, in other markets. Um, I, I would, I think you made the point of like, Hey, uh, Minnesota United, don't be a coward. Grab the Des Moines Menace as your uh, third division league uh, champion, right? So, like, it, it, and not even just that. There, there is an ownership group in Iowa that is trying to get a soccer-specific stadium built in downtown Des Moines and get a team into USL League One starting in, I believe, 2023. Uh, it was originally supposed to be next year, but they pushed it back a year because of the pandemic. Um, the ownership group is backed by one of the wealthiest people in Iowa, uh, whose name is Kyle Kraus. He recent, you may, if you've paid any attention to international soccer, he is the lead investor on the group that just bought out Parma in Italy, um, a team in Syria. So he's got like actual actual money um he is the owner of the everyone's favorite convenience store gas station chain in iowa the delightfully named come and go um okay everybody's favorite you know um (laughs) 
but become easy go. And, and and like when you spell it k-u-m like i it just like it yep it is what it is but advertise so, in pornhub so like the menace are here he owns the menace he has this like stated desire to build a soccer specific stadium downtown des moines get into usl league one there's ownership group there's interest hey minnesota united talk like let's talk and i know mark fangmeyer who i believe contributes the 55 one pod said also get a team in st paul play at chs field do a field share with the saints so that the team's in stays in the cities which i think is also a great idea but like you need to get in on this <laughs> right right yeah so um it's an interesting uh proposition because this is not what um when they talked about what youth development would look like going forward it was not this 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 is this seems like a different this seems like a a competitor to usl basically usl league one um in terms of like you could have older players playing in this uh i think when they were talking about uh youth development and stuff going forward it was hey we're gonna have a, a u22 league where teams would have u22 teams and you'd play each other you know maybe like you travel with the the main team and you just go play when minnesota goes down to atlanta they would play the u22 you know uh team as well um that's not this this seems like something completely different uh mostly focused on as like an mls reserve league which allows players like allows teams to have older players as well on the league uh or on the teams so it's interesting and like the the stated goal like reading from the article the primary focus of the competition to increase access to game minutes for young players coming out of mls players as the rate of players graduating from youth setups continues to rise each year which that's been we've seen with minnesota united like if the loan system as it works for Minnesota's draft picks has been necessary to get dudes on the field. Like Dane's rookie year when he, he was never going to play for the main team. He just like, it was never going to happen. You have Vito and goal. You have, um, Rajit Singh was the second goalie that year, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah. And then, so like Dane's never going to play, but he needs game time. Like even, even goalkeeper needs game time. So you have to loan him out. Now, if you could do that in a system where you have control over it, where you have control over the coaching, the system that's played, all that, it it helps. Or if, like, and it's much easier. If, if, if Abu Dhabi had not been expected to play in MLS from day one, for example, right? If he'd had time to get game speed and learn a tactical system and get his fitness in order, maybe his impact in, in Minnesota would have been different. Yeah. Right. Like it's thinking yep. has been, but the, the kind of opportunities you can offer when you can get somebody 90 minutes a week in a game setting every week as a rookie or a second year player. And the thing that would be a cross sport thing to think about this as for players coming back from an injury, right? Like if you want to get somebody 30 minutes of game time, as they're working their way back from an injury, like with Ozzy last year, when he was coming back from the hamstring, we want to do this in a low pressure thing. We want to do this where we can control exactly how much time you have on the pitch, exactly what's going to happen around it. 
but still in a game setting so you can test out the game speed, see what's going on. That kind of rehab assignment is the other thing that it should be used for, which is why I don't mind that it's not necessarily limited to young players. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, and then the last bit of MLS news, uh, a Inter-Miami fine Friday news dump on a holiday weekend. Uh, Inter-Miami, uh, we have talked about this in the podcast. Uh, I didn't even know this happened. This was an amazing news dump. <laughs> so so they there was a news dump uh, about three months ago where it was basically like, oh, yeah, Inter-Miami had more than three DPs on their roster last year. And in that MLS was investigating. And that, that was like, that was the dump. That was the news dump. And then uh, Paul uh, Tunario and Sam Sesco, um of the athletic did their things. And they, they, they did some research and all that uh, got some really great uh, reporting out of it. And then uh, we got the, the dump on Friday, which was that in Miami was fined uh, $2 million. Um, Paul McDonough, who was, the CEO of no, no was was he he was the CEO. sporting director of of sporting my uh, of uh, of Miami and then moved to Atlanta had been uh, banned from MLS for two years, uh, and then the team and and uh, uh, Jorge Moss was fined two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and that the team lost two point two seven one million or yeah 2.2 uh, million dollars basically of allocation money for the 2022 and 2023 seasons that was like the fines so that was what was dropped the 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 notes there that people maybe didn't really realize is that uh inner miami in uh, last year had five dps and managed to finish 10th in the eastern conference and, and barely barely made the playoffs and got the shit kicked out of them by Nashville. Um, that's, that was the, worth it. that's the story, right? Like that's not the, like all the, like the fines, like yes, losing uh, $2.2 million of, of allocation money for the next two years is not great. And, and, and probably is not going to help them at all, but uh, they had five DPs and they finished 10th. I will, I will. And I think someone else pointed this out on, on Twitter. I can't remember who it was. So I, I can't specifically, uh, uh, um, quote them or whatever, but uh, Minnesota in 2017 finished ninth with uh, zero DPS in the in the Western Conference. So, just just saying. What's a DP? Well, um, a, des- a des- designated player. It's soccer lingo. I know in plenty of parlance. Oh yeah, no, it's it. it, it I mean, it's the same thing basically. It, yeah, it, you understand. Yeah. Player, oh, getting DP. fucked. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Got it. Anyways, so the so the, so just uh, so you know, DPS they can actually be paid more because they do more because you know obviously they do the things more. Um, but yeah, they had uh, you and you can only have three uh, in MLS. Uh, it's the only league that has this kind of rule. Uh, but yeah, uh, they had they had DP five. would be a rule of two. Right. Right. I mean, I don't know. It's weird. I, yeah, yes, it's, it's weird. MLS is just weird. That's the, yeah. yeah. Well, duh. I mean, yeah, you know, like and, and, that's why we're all here. Anyways, David, David, did you have any other any other thoughts on? I, 
So like, it was great. This was this was dropped on a Friday, like the Friday of the I, Monday and, weekend. And it, it, at least in my case, it worked exactly like it should have. I had no idea this happened. This is hilarious. Um, it's going to be funny if like this is Miami's rep is that they're just poorly managed. And no matter how many good players they have, they're just kind of mediocre at best. Like, I think I saw a report that like there's something in Messi's contract that after he's done at Barcelona, he's going to come to Miami. Somehow mm-hmm. they've got that worked out. And if, if, if like 36 year old Leo Messi comes to play for Inter Miami and they still finish 10th in the East, that's going to be really fun. For me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, a report out of Spain details the proposed Barcelona contract for Messi would include two more seasons on the field for the Catalan Giants, two seasons with Inter Miami CF, and six additional years in a yet-to-be-defined off-field role. So if we get Messi and MLS in 2023 and... And Miami if, if get, still sucks. That's gonna be funny. 2023. He's not going to Miami. Fuck that. <laughs> All right. Uh well uh, let's take a break. I, I need to go. First. Yeah, I need to go. Uh yeah, let's take a break. Uh when we come back, uh we'll talk Minneapolis City, uh for Madison, and then we got uh we got some well, lots of world stuff to talk about. So we'll be back right after this. You want me to be that type of dude and I won't you be who you like me to but we both know i can't do nothing at all oh, yeah. and we're back uh with the minneapolis city minute uh minneapolis city beat duluth last wednesday three to two uh the 26th of may it was a hell of a match i was there actually uh duluth went ahead early but city stormed back uh, Madel Youssef, Will Kidd, and Brian Lopez all scored for City. Sydney Warren scored uh, both of the goals for Duluth. It was a hell of a match. Uh, that and the Crows beat the Donkeys uh, on a uh, Wednesday, so that was great. Uh, next match for Minnesota or sorry Minneapolis City is uh, June fifth uh, versus second place, also undefeated Med City at six p.m. Uh, if you want to make a day of it, the Minneapolis City two team plays the Dakota Young Stars at uh, Edward Nelson Field right there at Augsburg uh, at 3 p.m. So you could do both games, 3 p.m., 6 p.m. Um, should be a hell of a time. I'll be there probably for the 6 p.m. game. I, I will definitely be there for the 6 p.m. game. Maybe show up for the 3 p.m. game. Depends on how the day is going for me on Saturday. Uh, other very gross. Go Crows, yeah. Pretty sure uh, I'm the only person in the Des Moines Metro that has the <laughs> Minneapolis City bumper sticker on my car. Probably. So I go Crows. Probably. Uh, other Minneapolis City news, uh, Udipels is officially uh, the Minneapolis City uh, beer sponsor. Um, they're having a patio tomorrow at the Udipels Brewery, uh, which starts at 4 p.m. They have a super awesome patio. Uh, I've, I, I've, I, A friend of mine is one of the co-owners of, of Udipels, and he's a really great guy, and I'm very excited for this uh, uh, partnership. It's it'll be it's a little weird because Summit has been the uh, partnership uh, beer the beer partnership partners of Minneapolis City for a long time, um, but St. Paul Summit all that. So uh, if you wear city gear and go to Udipils tomorrow, uh, and you can get a free beer um, starting at 4 p.m. So between four and six. So if you show up with uh, city gear. Uh, at 4 p.m., 
at the Udi Pills Brewery, you can get a free beer. So uh, check that out. Uh, Ford Madtown Brodown. We this has been we haven't had this segment for a while, but uh, they beat uh, Union Omaha on Wednesday, May twenty sixth, one nothing. They went down to Georgia and beat the Tormenta one uh, three to one uh, on the on Saturday, and then yesterday uh, they went down to crappy old or crappy new Lockhart, I should say, uh, in Fort Lauderdale and beat uh, Fort Lauderdale CF two two or sorry beats let's say drew Fort Lauderdale CF two two. Um, Fort Madison has played five matches. They have eleven points. They are undefeated. They are currently in second place, and they are coached by Carl fucking craig so this is a, a fun and it's a fun team to watch i don't know i didn't watch the match last night because i was uh playing ultimate frisbee but um i've watched most of the matches of fort madison and they are really fucking fun to watch so they're a team that's either gonna win they're gonna draw they're gonna win like three to one they're gonna draw two two or they're gonna lose four nothing so they're a very very fun team to watch so their next match is Sunday uh, against Union Omaha again in Madison. So check them out uh, if you can. And then um, we're bringing in a surprise USL League Two feature. Now, David now I, I, as I'm on this podcast, so we have to acknowledge my local team, the ever lovely Des Moines Menace, um, who play down in USL League Two, the league below Ford Madison. Uh, and mainly because I've actually watched a few of a little bit of a few of their games. And I, um, now that my son is almost a month old and I can maybe leave the house a little bit, um, I'm going to probably try to go to a menace game or two and join the red army down here for, for a match. I know a couple of, um, uh, the one other Minnesota United supporter I know that lives in the Des Moines area is a regular there. So we might get together at the old menace game, but the menace have started the season spectacularly. They have played four, and 1-4, they are undefeated, 12 points, top of the Heartland division of USL League 2. Um, they won their most recent game against uh, the St. Louis Scott Gallagher Soccer Club, 2-1, uh, to one, with a, a game that included a lovely top shelf banger of a second goal and a Panenka penalty kick. <laughs> so the, really? the, 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 absolutely. There's a video of it on Twitter. If you go to at menace soccer 94, you can see it. It's a very nice Panenka. It's awesome. <laughs> so we got, we got some flair down here in USL league too. And the menace are off to quite a flyer of a start so far this season. So that's, that's the hometown team. And I'm excited that they are doing pretty well this year. <laughs> Excellent. Now, if you are a long time Minnesota United uh, and or Minnesota uh, stars, slash thunder follower you might you might know the Des Moines Madness from our various often uh U.S. Open Cup clashes um where also the Des Moines Madness has beat Minnesota United several times which is not great so I, I believe um in the 2019 U.S. Open Cup there was a chance that uh I think Menace played Madison in the Open Cup in 2019, if I remember right, because the Menace got to the third round in a couple of upsets and were an upset in Des Moines against Ford Madison away from going to Minneapolis to play Minnesota United, which would have been nuts, but yeah, <laughs> unfortunately didn't happen. So maybe sometime in the future they'll make it up. But yeah, for sure, for sure. So uh, we love we love lower division soccer here on the Dave Zeno podcast. That's why we we highlight it as well. So thank you, 
uh Naylor for for bringing the the USL League 2. Check, check out uh, the US USL League 2 Heartland Division. It's the NP uh it's the NPSL North has like the Minnesota Wisconsin area of teams mostly covered for lower division. The Heartland Division of USL League 2 is Iowa, Missouri, Illinois, mostly like there's a Peoria team, there's a Kansas City team, a St. Louis team. Um, it's it's a fun little division with some more different and unique local soccer to follow. Yeah. Uh, all right. So how did Zeller do this weekend? Uh, this is my, my my weekly recap of how I uh, did on betting on MLS. Uh, I lost my lost money this weekend. Um, not going to lie. Uh, I'm up almost $800 on the year, though. Um, I just want to say two things. Fuck you, Miami, for losing to D.C. at home and losing to D.C. at home three to nothing. Uh, and also fuck you, LAFC, for losing to new N- uh, NYCFC at home two to one. The fuck are you guys doing? That's, that was easy money for me, and you you just fucked it up. So, uh, all the, right. The lesson I learned following following your picks was that I should not bet them all as a parlay. I should bet them as straights, and then I will make money instead right. of losing. Because right. I did bet them all as a parlay the one time I told you I was going to, which would have won me fifteen thousand dollars if you'd been right on all of them, and then you weren't. Uh, yeah, do not bet them as parlays. So, <laughs> sorry, Jess. I tried. Miami. Miami was just, you know, they had some unfortunate publicity come out, and I just, uh, I would never bet on Miami. I shouldn't, I, yeah. I mean, you you really should never bet on Miami. So that is like that's a that's a very great point for the future. But also, DC is kind of terrible. So like, yeah, I, mean, I get the I get the idea there. D- DC was like plus three forty, and I thought about I thought about picking DC just because. The, the odds were so good for them, but where was it? Was it was it in DC or was it in Miami? No, it was in Miami. So oh, okay. See, I see the I see the Miami bet. I see the logic. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, all right. So let's. Uh, we have a, a few more things here. We'll we'll uh, we'll jump through and then uh, we'll get a. I think we have a question or two. Um, so we have some uh, some coaching carousel news. Uh, so Zidane uh, left Real Madrid. Carlo Ancelotti, who is per, who is currently coaching uh, Everton, uh, accepted the job at Real, Real Madrid. Um, obviously, we have Jose Marino, who left uh, or was fired from uh, Spurs. David Naylor, you're a Spurs fan. I am. Uh, we're hearing uh, talks that uh, Antonio Conte is in talks to go to Spurs. How are your thoughts on that? What do you feel about okay. Antonio Conte? Firstly, before I get to the Tottenham point, if you know anyone who is an Everton supporter, please pour one out for them because they're in a bad place right now. Oh, well, MJ, MJ <laughs> uh, one, one of the co-hosts of this podcast is a fucking Everton supporter. And fuck my, that my, guy. My best friend up in the Twin Cities is an Everton supporter, and he's had a real bad couple of days. <laughs> he's feeling pretty bad about himself. I heard, I heard, I heard, uh, uh, though I heard um, from some people that I trust that, uh, that they're talking to uh, Nuno uh, Esperanto, uh, the former uh, Wolverhampton coach, uh, to take over for Spurs, which would actually be a step up um, when he announced that he was leaving Wolves. It didn't make a lot of sense because the only job that seemed like a step up from Wolves was Spurs. And it's like, well, I don't think Spurs are going to hire him. Everton would definitely probably hire him. Although I did hear a really weird rumor about Steven Gerrard 
Um, I heard like, that one for, time, and oh boy, that for the Everton job, and I was I like, I was like, no I way, that, there's no way that's happening at all. But I was like, okay, cool, I'll uh, indulge this rumor. So, anyways, so, so Conte, yeah, talk um, talk about Conte. Here's the problem with being a Tottenham supporter right now, and I, I know I'm not the only one who has this opinion. Is I I just want Poach back. I just want to go back. Back to my ex. <laughs> Tottenham Tottenham is the club for people who can't get over their ex and who just lust after them, no matter who else is available. Antonio Conte is a great coach. He just won a title with Inter in Italy, broke Juve's huge streak. He's won stuff wherever he's gone. Yeah, does he blow up blow it up with his management when he doesn't get transfer money? Sure, he does. That's true. But on the field, from everything we know, he's a spectacular coach. But it doesn't matter because I've been teased with rumors of getting the only coach I've ever loved back. And now I'm going to be sad even if we get Conte. And it's just not fair. <laughs> but it, the actual perspective is Conte with Paratici, with the, the, the rumors that they're also trying to sign Par, um, Paratici, who formerly of Juventus is a director of football, which if Daniel Levy is actually committing to signing a director of football to deal with his scouting and transfer business, I'm all the way in on this because that's been the problem with at Tottenham for years is everything goes through Levy. And I don't think football people have had enough control over the football decisions, which is part of why I think Tottenham's recruitment has been subpar over the last few years. Everybody looks back at the bail money and how only a couple of the like seven or eight signings they made with that actually panned out and several of them were actively bad shout out to everybody's favorite terrible striker Vincent Jansen um just awful but I I think actually bringing in a soccer figure and kind of an intermediary between Conte and Levy is going to be the kind of thing that can make this relationship work because yeah on its surface is like Conte's gonna fight Levy a month into this after Levy refuses to sign anyone and it'll just all blow up, which could happen and wouldn't surprise me because this is Tottenham, but it, it could work. They're doing the right things to make this look like it could work on the field. Will it make Harry Kane willing to stay? Probably not, but that's another point of sadness and drinking. Fair enough. Uh, all right, so we have Nations League Final Four uh, that is taking place at Dick's Sporting Goods Park in Colorado starting tomorrow. Uh, Honduras versus the USA at 6.30 p.m. And then Mexico versus Costa Rica at 9 p.m. The winners of those games will play in the final on Sunday at 8 p.m. The losers play for some reason in a third-place game on Sunday, I think at like 4 p.m. or something like that. So, um, yeah. There's that, that's a thing that, that's happening. Which U.S. national team player is going to get injured by a Honduran player in this game? Oh, uh, probably Christian Pulisic because, yep. you know, why not? Because, you know, Pulisic. Uh, Euros kick off uh, on Friday, next Friday, June 11th. Um, there's so I have I have some thoughts on on the Euros, uh, which we probably will save for uh, podcast next week. But Naylor, since you're not probably going to be on the podcast next week, do you have any uh, interesting teams or um, like sneaky teams you're thinking about for? So it it's Nate, cheating for- from our perspective, but you have to say Finland, right? Like you have 
Lud, who's been in you about don't as have good to. Form. I'm you saying really Finland. Do I don't to. care. Really? I am I'm okay. a Robin Lud fan. I'm here for it. And I'm a Team Upuki fan, more importantly. I'm here for the Finland attack. Like, um, Lud's been in legit. So Pookie's great. And like Lud's been in about as good a form as he's been in since he signed for Minnesota this year. He's playing well when he's on the right. No, anyway. Um, and I I'm excited to see what Finland does in their first Euros ever. So that's just like anytime it's a first for any nation, it's a really cool opportunity for them. I don't necessarily think they might do that well. They might just play three games and go out in groups. That's likely, but it's also an opportunity for them. And they've got proven like Pookie is a proven goal scorer, which that's the kind of thing that can get you results. If as um as Zelly's favorite uh manager of his favorite team ever says, goals change games. So <laughs> Hey, and also my, my other teams that I would shout out as a um, noted Tottenham supporter who lusts after former players and current players uh, would be Croatia and Wales because I love Luke Modric and I love Gareth Bale. And that's about all there is to it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You're, Croatia's you're, really good. Your Spurs, like, Spurs bias is showing, but I, I it's, appreciate it's, it. I, <laughs> I, yep. It's Wales, Total, golf. I, Real I don't Madrid. get to England anymore, so it's I get to watch the better teams. Right? Is it Wales, golf, and Spurs now for Gareth Bale? <laughs> Look, he was really good this year. People don't get it. I know, I know, I know. Um, we'll, we'll we're going to talk about Euros uh, next week um, for everybody else, but I just want to definitely get a very sneak peek of David Naylor's Finland. Uh, was a little bit of a wild card. Croatian Wales, I kind of expected. So uh, very good. Um, so there's also other World Cup qualification going on. Uh, uh, AFC, the African uh, or the Asian uh, Federation, CONCACAF and Comet Bowl is going on right now. Um, and then Euro U21 semifinals are uh, start uh, tomorrow or today. If you're listening to this podcast, uh, Spain versus Portugal, Netherlands versus Germany. Uh, the finals is on Sunday. Um, the winners of those games will play in the finals on uh, Sunday. So, yeah, that's there's a lot of soccer. I mean, it's weird because there's no soccer, but there's a lot of soccer going on right now. Um, and so... What I love about soccer, it's like everybody plays for everyone. And they just, like, shake up the boggle cube, and they're like, okay, this, this is a different league. Okay, try this league. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I don't have enough time for all that, but uh. Uh, all right. So let's move on to uh, we got some fucking answers. Uh, we're going to ask some questions. Hop Clouds asks, uh, besides winning or scoring more goals, what do you want to see differently from MNUFC against FC Dallas? Uh, that's the first question. And then we'll we have a second part of the question, but uh, I'll throw it to uh, Jess first. Besides winning or scoring more goals, what do you want to see differently from MNUFC against FC Dallas? Well, that was not the last game, but the game before that. So it's hard for me to recall any specifics at this point. Um, I would say I've had too many Heath out stouts. (laughs) Fair enough. Healthy Reynoso. That's what right. I want to see. Fresh yeah. legs, 
maybe before the 86th minute i don't know like i maybe one mine is mine again mine is basically cheating because i want i want to see reynoso play on the field and be healthy and that'd be great uh, uh that's, that's it <laughs> Healthy Reynoso and uh, uh, Frank Payne um, without uh, immigration paper issues and uh, Uno uh, fully fit. So that'd be really yeah, great. Like how, how they line up the front four is the thing I want to watch. Yeah. Like, sure. because without Lud, it's interesting to see how they're going to make all the pieces go. I want them to start, start Hassani at wing again. Do it. Yeah. I like uh, that. <laughs> And then uh, his uh, follow-up question was, how many Heath Out Stouts would you need to drink, assume 12-ounce bottles, so that you, could t- you couldn't you could tell the difference between good and evil and become hashtag Heath in? Can so, I ask the ABV before I answer the question? <laughs> uh, ABV on that, on the, on the uh, Heath Out Stout is like uh, like 9.5. So, so, so it's, it's a good and it'll knock your socks off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. One and a half. That's it. For me. Yeah. You become Heath in at one and a half. Mm-hmm. With, about, with a Tyler Miller mustache. All right. I probably guess. about two. I'm a lightweight. Okay. Fair enough. I know that the I know the red cherry cider stuff that I drink at the Blackheart is like six. So you said that these are 12 ounces of nine. Yeah, nine percent. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying a one and a half because two and, cherries and I'm good. And you're willing to just like completely uh, get rid of your moral authority. Well, I have never been strongly beef out. You know that. Yeah, about and this me. is this is the problem with both of us here. Is I uh, I also have never been strongly heath out. I know. So yeah, true. like that's two true. or two or three because I'm also a lightweight at this point like <laughs> that's He's true a dad. that's fair that's fair uh yeah no you guys make you make you guys make solid points uh all right uh at our friend and uh, unconscious. <laughs> yeah. um our friend uh right? andy at the cribs asks if you guys were refs what kind of refs would you like to be centerline var nice jerk face etc and rock crops would you go if you were a farmer so um, there's two questions there. What kind of ref would you like to be, uh, David? And then uh, what crops would you grow if you were a farmer? So. Okay, so I'd, I'd, be, I'd be a center of the field ref because you got to run less than the line refs generally. Like the, the line, lines, lines Wait. people have to run a lot up are and you, down the are, field to so, get those so, outside calls. It, are, so center ref is like I'm thinking that is like the that's the main ref. Are you thinking like yeah. the fourth official? No, like I'm thinking like the 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 main the main official in the middle of the field. They okay. got to run a good bit, but not like I I think linesmen have to run more. It's they they do. Oh so sure, much yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, and I'd miss, I'd miss every offside call because I was not I was behind the play because I'm old and slow. <laughs> okay. Um, but. But then I, it, as as that person in the middle of the field, I would be extremely demonstrative with my decisions, like the the like dance move style card presentation, like give it a little yeah. swirl and put it out there, and and like the 
the advantage like open to the sky you know like you gotta you gotta jazz it up a little bit make sure you're the center of attention because you are the center of attention all the time the game's about the referee yeah okay uh jeff yep. and, about you? and if i was growing oh, crops and sorry, if i was yeah. growing crops i would have an apple orchard because that'd be dope what wait i would have an again? apple orchard if i was apple growing orchard. crops. okay that be, okay that would be dope cool 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 that'd be awesome all right, Jess, what about, how about you? Um, what kind of rougher are you going to be? And then uh, what kind of uh, crop are you going to grow? Uh, based on precedent, I would say if I were a ref, I'd probably be relegated to a line ref because I have a vagina. That's in the MLS anyway. And if I were a ref with a hobby farm, I would grow a bumper crop of fucks to give and pay more attention than the average center ref. And I would wear flags and those socks and I have super ridiculously large calves and cankles for some reason and it would look real good. That's all. Cool. I mean, you guys know the answer here is VAR ref and weed right no like no yeah i can see it and just just grow a shit ton of weed so um why not that's that's what i what you should be the answer should be so all right we've reached the end of the podcast uh i really want to thank uh david naylor for joining us uh formerly of and putting up with and putting up with jess uh, formerly of the Minnesota Soccer Show, uh, David, they were you, at, at Prof Cedar on Twitter, correct? Always. Always. Yep. Any, anywhere um, else we can find you? Any, anything else you want to plug? Yeah, I I mean, I, I have not been writing much. I I do write some occasionally for the Wolf Among Wolves blog about the Timberwolves and Lynx occasionally, um, which was how I originally got started writing. Soccer is the second beat. Um, I will probably end up writing back its own coverage at some point once life is a little more stable, but it is more difficult to cover and go to the games and be in the press box when you live four hours away from the stadium. So, and now have the newborn. So even more difficult than it was previously. Um, but I, my, my one like closing thought is I have not, since I have only been two games in the press box, I've never actually sat in the wonder wall. And I would like to change that at some point um, sooner than later. And so I'm going to do that at some point, hopefully this year, but we'll find out when. I, my, my ultimate goal is I want to play with the Thunderwall as a former percussionist and drumline person. That's Those are my people. I understand them and appreciate them. So shouts to the Thunderwall. I appreciate y'all. <laughs> All right, at Thunderwall, um, go uh, hit up at Prof Cedar. Uh, he wants to bang on some drums when he gets up in, in the town. Um, you can always find us uh, at TDAKMN on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Texas Zeller. MJ's at MJ Matsui. Jess is at Jessica. Jessica, 144083982. Uh, Niner. You again, There's a Niner in there. David Naylor, again, is at, at, is at Prof. Because I'm calling from a walkie-talk. Is that uh, at Prof Theater? So yeah, give give out give everybody a follow follow. Um, and then uh, yeah, Thunderwall, please uh, reach out to David Naylor. I think that'd be fun uh, to get David in the, uh, in the Thunderwall. So we have been the Dave Tino. This is this was. Don't try and work it out.
Cunt. Long as you do yours, land here, become free, cunt. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son.